Hi everyone, welcome to Divided Films, the podcast where we talk about movies that audiences and critics do not agree on. My name is JJ, and with me as always is my co-host Keith. Hello! And uh, today we have uh, two guests, um, the lovely couple of Kyle and Colleen. Hello! Hi guys. Hi guys. How are you guys doing today? All right, all right. Not too bad. I got coffee ready. All right, yeah. We uh, always have a nice, hot, fresh cup of coffee for our guests if they so choose to have one. If they refuse, they must leave. <laughs> the hospitality <laughs> is very hot and cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so today we are talking about the 2004 romance, The Notebook, uh, directed by... Uh, let's see if I can pronounce this name. Nick Cassavetes? Cassavetes. Cassavetes. Well, I'm a jerk. And then written by Jeremy Levin and starring Ryan Gosling and uh, Rachel McAdams. This movie falls into the category of having a rotten score with critics, 53% approval rating, and 85% fresh score from audiences. So critics didn't like it. Audiences did. And the critics' consensus... It's hard not to admire its unabashed sentimentality, but The Notebook is too clumsily manipulative to rise above its mellow, dramatic cliches. So, right off the top of the bat, what do you guys think of, you know, this divide between audience and critics, and what do you think of that consensus? I think the word manipulative is very on point, because I was very pissed off multiple times. (laughs) Really? I'm just like, they aren't... They didn't earn my emotions, oh. but they are using certain plot devices to just be like, how can I not cry? Mm. Uh, can I give spoilers at the beginning of oh, the Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah. Give all, like, spoiler, spoilers are like a big thing here, so by all means, go right into We're those plot details. Go into those plot details. I guess it would be weird for someone to listen to a podcast on The Notebook without having watched it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, watch it and then come back. Yeah, the... the Specifically having this couple that you watch, like, basically fall in love at 17, Mm. then die at the end, it's like, I didn't think the story or the plot was very good, but it's hard not to cry Mm. when there's a guy who, like, gives up his life to just basically make this person remember their love life Mm. every day, even though he knows she's going to forget it. Yeah. It's like... That's, like, definitely tugging at the heartstrings there. (laughs) What do you think, Colleen? For me, it was interesting, because I had seen this movie once before, but I was, like, I think 18 years old. I was a freshman in college. Mm -hmm. And if you asked me this back when I was, like, in college, I would have been like, oh, this is such a great movie. It's so romantic. They love each other so much. And then I guess I've become really cynical <laughs> in my sure. age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, now right. I watch it and I'm like, That's life. I don't really understand why they love each other so much. Mm. I can tell there's a lot of passion, but I yes. don't know what created it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the fact that anyone thinks it's okay to cheat on James Marsden is mm. very problematic. It was a very popular thing to do in the <laughs> mid 2000s. <laughs> Like, yeah. Unchanted, Superman Returns, X Men. Maybe it was just, you know. Uh, I feel like I'm missing another one, too. Yeah, he definitely gets the uh, short end of the stick in this movie. Romeo and Juliet. Oh, wow. Yeah, what's up with that? This poor guy. Um, he's just that kind of face, I guess. That you like him, but not as much as someone else? I don't know. That's unfortunate. Uh, you know, I had never seen this movie before. Really? And, uh, you know, I was aware that it's... I was aware of, the, like, a lot of the plot details. Like, for example, the fact that, you know, the old woman being told the story, it's her, obviously. Like, the movie, I think... I mean, it's kind of obvious, but I think the movie tries to make you... Um, the movie acts as if you don't know that right away. But it is pretty obvious. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, come on. If anything, I wasn't totally sure if the old man was Ryan Gosling or James Marsden... And personally, I kind of was hoping it would have turned out to be James Marsden. I would have thought that would have been a more interesting ending that maybe James Marsden convinces her that, like, she chose the other guy because that makes her happier. I don't know. That would have been... That's why you never go for the bad boy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I thought that would have been, like, a little more interesting. But, of course, you know, this is not the kind of movie that is going to take a left turn like that. Mm. This is a very, like, classic, if, you know, dare I say, cliched <laughs> romance uh, movie, and you're not going to, you know, have a twist like that in this kind of movie. I didn't think I would have to be, like, 
like I know this movie has flaws, but I didn't think I would be this movie's defender. <laughs> I totally, I totally get it. I totally get uh, mm-hmm. the like we could talk about the grievances and the flaws and sure, sure. It's but I think for what it tries to do, and when you think of the Notebook and all the movies that come before and after, it is kind of the one that stands out as the gold standards of cheesy romantic comedies and. It's not getting a, a big high score for me, but it's the only movie in in our podcast uh, list of movies so far that people have said this is my favorite movie. Yeah, like this has been on people's like top. Like I, it's like I know people cry, and I think that's saying like what it does. I think people, both Gosling and McAdams, will get into it. Like they totally sell this cheesy yeah they do like it's, it's it's a fun to nitpick movie but at the end of the day if you're crying it definitely worked mm-hmm. i i i think that the time has been fairly well to it as well in terms of just like oh it's iconic mm-hmm. in terms of what it does but yeah no i didn't think i'd be the like <laughs> i become less cynical in oh. my life i become less cynical because when i first i have a story of how i first saw it yeah okay yeah Oh, I, I didn't think I... <laughs> All right, well, we can get back to it later if you yeah. want. Uh, I will say this, though, real quick. I, I'm surprised that I um, liked it as much as I did. I thought that I would kind of have my arms crossed and being like, oh, this movie, like, seen this before. Like, come on, I know what you're doing. But uh, I have to say, I think that this movie, like, it's a very conventional romance, but it does that very well. I mean, is it doing anything new? No. But I don't know if it is supposed to, given what it's like selling itself as. Like it's, it's just trying to give you that classic romance. You know, like there's heartbreak and there's tears and there's fighting. Um, they, and you get lots of montages of them fighting, but you don't really know about what. <laughs> oh, my, my favorite, my favorite was. Uh, First, Rachel McAdams is, like, slapping him in the face a couple of times, yeah. and his basically, like, defense against that is to then start slapping himself yeah. in the face, and, like, it actually works. She gets, like, upset that basically she can't slap him in the face anymore because mm-hmm. he's doing the slapping of his own face. Yeah, I don't know. This is, like, Get her in the water. This was, like, well, guys, 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 guys calm, calm down. We're all having fun here. Yeah, this was, like, early on in their relationship when it's, like, the first third of the movie, you know, when they're, like, still teenagers, and it's, like, you know, we did have our arguments, and, like, she's slapping him, he slaps himself, and then they're making out. I'm, like, I guess didn't argue for too long. <laughs> just like our relationship. Oh, wow. Just to, just to clarify, I just moved my seltzer away from the microphone I realized it's there so if there's going to be some weird like bubbling uh, yeah, that's we'll from, edit that out that we, from we're going to make it more <laughs> we recorded this underwater <laughs> uh, so um, what do you think of the cast though I mean yeah, Ryan Gosling Rachel McAdams very popular actors at the time and um, still now, I mean, Rachel McAdams kind of walked they, away from Hollywood shortly after this movie but you know Ryan Gosling um he was quite the heartthrob for some time. I mean, do, do you guys like these leads and their performances? Yeah, I mean, that is definitely one of the best um, parts of the movie. Is they did a really great job with the casting. and uh, I mean, the acting is also really good. Yeah. Um, I mean, it says something, I guess, uh, for their chemistry, the fact that, you know... That's like, like Adam's loves Gosling. Yeah. But, <laughs> but uh, and I don't know if a lot of people know this, they actually hated each other while filming. Really? I, like, uh, I didn't like, know uh, that. I did not know that myself. According to Nick Cassavetes, they did not get along at first, and Gosling tried to have McAdams replaced. What? And to improve the relationship, they staged an intervention by bringing them into the room where they could air their grievances, and oh. they really kind of had it out. And I, it, it, A, it shows to the acting, but it's like there's that intense chemistry, meanwhile, behind the scenes, so like, I can't... I can't work with her. <laughs> but they ended up falling in love. And I've heard this, like, actors don't fall in love on set. They fall in love during the the tour, like the yeah. promotion tour. Because yeah. you're going across the country, the world, all these months together. Yeah. And that's when they fell, like, they started dating. But I think that's kind of, I think that's kind of just interesting to note that, like, they actually hated each yeah. other during filming. And it doesn't. Did it specify why they why they didn't like each other? And also, are they together now? I didn't no. know. No. Okay, gotcha. uh, they stayed together a long time, though. Gotcha. Uh, I remember... I, I can't tell you why. Brian Gosling can be 
they're both really intense actors. Like they yes. both prepared for this role. Like he mm-hmm. lived in Charleston for two months and then he would built furniture. He built furniture. Oh, that's like a little extreme. Well, she, she also spent time before filming to you know and took ballet and etiquette classes. Like they okay. really like I think yeah. that's more they reasonable. Well, that well known at the time, except for I guess the only thing. Well, about- her big breakout was um, Mean Girls, which was the same year. So actually, I'm uh, not couple- sure. Mean Girls was 2004. Mean Girls was 2004. Really? Yeah. Well, then 2004 was definitely her her breakout. Maybe this was part like this and Mean Girls collectively were her breakout roles. Uh, And I'm curious which one came. And Ryan Gosling was Remember the Titans. That's that's when I saw when I saw this movie. I'm like, wow, this is like this must be circa Remember the Titans because he looks like skinny and super young, just Mm. like Remember the Titans. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Well, he was also though, I believe, in an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark way back when. (laughs) He was the Mickey Mouse Club. That's right. right. He was a child star. He was intense back then. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't he? Didn't he like live with Justin Timberlake, or Justin Timberlake like lived with him? I think. Oh, I think they were friends. Funny enough, also they shared a bed. Steven Spielberg, Tom Cruise and Justin Timberlake were once attached to this project. Really? So would that have hmm. that would have affected the movie definitely. <laughs> I don't know if it would have made it better or wor- like I can't picture Tom Cruise would have been the dad with the mustache. <laughs> I'm, picturing, <laughs> I'm picturing Steven Spielberg like directing this movie and then it's like and then aliens attacked. <laughs> he would have like really added like The notebook some, has like a magic like <laughs> <laughs> There's something magical about that notebook. Um, we uh, we did ultimately uh, start trying to form turn it into a drinking game. Oh yeah. Um, any anything that was like cliche um, teenage girl would find romantic in a relationship. Okay. Um, oh, you guys did you guys make it to the end? <laughs> he must have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, oh my I'm god. I'm still hungover like, from last week. Oh my god. <laughs> Call an ambulance. They're playing the notebook drinking <laughs> oh, game. God. It's a happy ending, right? I, I don't think we made it that far. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. All I remember well, is that it, not your James Marsden. <laughs> That's, That's a happy ending for him. Um, and then, you know, they have the rest of the cast, too. Like, uh, who played the mom? Uh, Joan Allen. Joan Allen. I like her a lot. I've uh, I've seen her in, uh, was it, the Bourne movies? Mm-hmm. And, She's um, perfect, and I mean this is the best. You tired. She's a perfect yeah. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> She's a perfect bitch. Like, yeah, she always yeah. plays that, like, cold uh, mm. bitch. And I mean, that is a credit to the actor. I mean, that I is a Joan Allen. I don't see her that much anymore. We'd love to have you back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to know more about her romance with the blue collar guy that yeah. they go visit in like the the steel mill, the wood mill, whatever that is. Yeah, yeah, whatever this, this, the guy's shoveling, <laughs> whatever he was shoveling. I, I was like, you know, I really hope that they bang one out right now. I hope, <laughs> I hope that those that romantic sparks. Uh, I'm curious if he out. like knew that was her because like he looked he, at her at like at the end of that scene and smiled, and I'm like, I guess he's aware that she just like creeps on him every now and then. <laughs> I still got it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's smiling, missing teeth. Like, she always he comes. And um the 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 actor who plays the dad, Rachel B. Adams' dad, um I've seen him in just a couple things before. For example, he was one of the villains in Humblebone Three. Nice. Really? Yes. Wow. Uh and I think he's a recurring uh, defense attorney on Law and Order SVU. As is everybody. Yes, he kind of has that slimy way about him. <laughs> I forgot that uh, Sam Shepard was in this. Oh, like, he, who's uh, he, he in? plays Ryan Gosling's dad. Yes, and yes. Sam Shepard is like a cold, like looks like he drinks whiskey. He's a cold, crazy play. Old. He, uh, he was an old, crazy playwright. Right. And it's like interesting. Yeah, I guess like he's fairly he warm. Script, in this he's movie. Like, you know, I you know I could go on vacation and I could have fun with this, but he looks like he's in. He enjoyed. Yeah. He looked like he wanted to be in this movie. I think he, uh, you know, added, um, you know, a nice touch of like support for the Ryan Gosling character because obviously everyone else was against him. Yeah. Uh, he kind of had like um, a rough go in in this movie. I mean, that's like a typical romance tale, you know, like coming from different backgrounds. And, well, like, that's Nicholas Sparks's mo. Yeah, right. Like, <laughs> you know, this guy—it's never the opposite either. It's like, but this guy from the wrong side of the tracks <laughs> is marrying the deb, or you know, she's going for the, the debutante of the ball, yeah. and the parents won't allow it, but they have differences. Will they get together? I don't know. Also, <laughs> also, just like the setting of the South—that's always like a romantic setting, right? Mm-hmm. Like the South, and like I guess. Um, you know, this is the 40s, right? Yeah. We need to rewatch this with the drinking game. Because, I mean, yeah, any time that was brought up, I'm just like, oh, oh, yep. 
Fancy ball. <laughs> I thought, though, it is kind of strange that it's kind of like the Gone with the Wind thing where it's like romanticizing the pre-civil rights South yeah. is a little odd to me. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> maybe we should stop doing that. I don't know. What? No. 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 Hey, pal. She just told you. Why not? I don't know because I don't want to. Ella. All right. Well, you leave me no other choice then. Ah! Oh my God. I'm a kid. No, stop fooling around. What are you doing? Oh, I'm gonna ask you one more time. Will you? Or will you not go out with me? <laughs> God damn, my head's slipping. Not until she agrees. Oh, go out with him, honey. Okay, okay, fine. I'll go out with you. Well, don't do me any favors. No, no, I want to. You want it. Yes! You want it. Say it. I want to go out with you. Say it again. I want to go out with you! Now, Nicholas Sparks, like, this book, is, I imagine before it became a movie, you, I feel like you would find Nicholas Sparks in, like, the airport or train station. It's those, like, romance... Uh, mm-hmm. those like you know what Fifty Shades of Grey now like yeah. the stuff that people read but he had I, and I made a point to just print this out he had 11 movies like he oh based on his books based on his books not okay. before the notebook two before the notebook and I'll defend one uh, uh, <laughs> uh, a walk to remember I'll defend that not remember that movie. I will I like, like that, movie. that is also oh. a divided film I will yeah. once again I saw it when I was young and I'm like yeah Mandy Moore can sing and she's cute and granted it, I think the only, it's only one with cancer, I believe. Yeah. <laughs> um, but he has had, and, and the Notebook is his most successful at 52, 53%. Oh, wow, yeah, a lot <laughs> of <laughs> like, uh, Keith always prints out, like, a handy, like, movie and, guide, and uh, I'm looking at, like, yeah, like, the scores to all these other <laughs> Nicholas Sparks-inspired movies, and, man, the critics hate these. Yeah, uh, yeah, but they, Murray, right? Uh, no, uh, Shane West. Shane West. Ah, okay. Come on! I confused them. He's <laughs> a good bad boy. But he didn't have... Oh, bad boys. Yeah. His first movie was 1999. Uh, Notebook came out 2004. Yes. Uh, oh, Dear several, John. Several movies then. That's what I remember. And they didn't really start having diminishing returns until, like, the third to last. Like, it, like, they've been... Like, he's had a successful like translation to film, at least with audiences. I think Nicholas Sparks alone is... A divided film in and of divided itself. Divided books. Like, and I think it's like, I think, and that's why I think what the Notebook is the gold standard of that type of. This closest story. he ever got to a fresh score. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, that's funny. Well, I mean, he hits, I guess, all the um, the beats that people who like that cheesy kind of stuff are looking for. So in that way, I guess he's just maybe like a shameless commercial writer you know he's not looking to to, to fix the wheel he's got a successful formula yeah, yeah you find, I wonder how you find that like niche it's like well you know he's like his alien stuff won't work <laughs> people aren't really digging this it's just like well you know I got this one about you know a notebook and it's like this, people like this <laughs> like hi like, just write the same thing in, <laughs> over and over again <laughs> Yeah, totally. I can picture like someone with a collection of all these like paperback <laughs> romance novels in their home. He has like a, a dice with like different words on it. It's like, okay, we're gonna do this one in South, okay, and um, this, upper and lo- lower class, okay, lower class. Okay, this time, uh, this time in the sixties. All right. He's a good boy, but he goes for the bad girl. No, no, stick to the formula. <laughs> bad boy, good girl. Come so, on. Joan Allen, Joan Allen with uh, Rachel McAdams, like at one point says, like, just say it, right? Just say it. He's trash. <laughs> That's right. She says it like several times. Once it comes out, then it's like trash, trash, trash. <laughs> she just said it at She's the dinner. The like when they just invite him, it's like they're just like belittling him no, at the dinner. How about that like one guy who just like starts the conversation how with how much money do you make? Like what? Just <laughs> ask that out of nowhere. Everyone at the table was wearing all white and like Rachel McAdams did not give him the memo. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't remember what he's wearing, but it's like it might be black. He's wearing something with, that's like dirty. Uh, <laughs> like, I'm being joked on. Like, am I that poor guy you bring to like, to, like a dinner for smug? Yeah, like, yeah, get out! Get out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get out. Before. But like Rachel, like, couldn't you have like you know just like, hey, by the way, everyone got the memo. Just like. Just wear anything white. Yeah, or maybe like you know, got him like a white suit or something. Mm, she could, yeah. Uh, but it's like, 
Um, you know, just a kind of a funny scene to me. Like, I couldn't take that scene too seriously because, like, all these, like, jerks are staring this guy down and, like, being super judgy. And uh, it's like, all right, like, I guess, you know, they pride themselves on manners, except when it comes to a poor person. <laughs> <laughs> then they will just dump all yeah, over. I say. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, but my. I, I think we could dice. Like, half the critics did... Like it's not a, it's not as low as like eight percent or twenty percent. I'm looking like this movie. There's some critics that I think did get the like. I get it. Like this movie, uh, well, does uh, what it sets does what it sets out to do. Like, right. How about like what well, we love to quote Roger Ebert, um, and his quote about this movie. He always has a great way of summing up like you know movies. Um, like overall like uh, success or you know failure. And his his quote about this movie. Now, here's a story that could have been a tearjerker, but no, wait, it is a tearjerker, it's just that it's a good one. So, I guess critics, for the most part, don't like these manipulative tearjerkers, but, you know, this, of those, of that category, this is, like, probably, like, of the highest caliber, you know, those kind of movies. There's probably plenty of tearjerkers that do a terrible job, <laughs> and uh, that's, those are even more frustrating, um... And I, yeah, I guess the idea was maybe I think the most tear-jerking moments are, are with the um, older actors. You know, those scenes when they're in the retirement. I'm like, yeah, I I did think that's sad. I mean, you know, obviously dementia is like you know, a tragic thing to happen to someone. So how can you not like you know, feel bad for that person? That's I think that I can't speak for the rest of Nicholas Sparks' uh, filmography, but I think the Notebook is the only one that does. Catered to, uh, like, there's something for the old people and there's something for the young people. <laughs> yeah, sure. Because James Garner, he may not look it, but he was like uh, one of the hottest guys in television back in the day. And he was a handsome old. He yeah. was a really handsome old man in the in the yeah. movie. Yeah, and he, yeah, he's doing. Yeah. He's doing. He, he's like the perfect husband, just reading to her, and like he's she's not coming back. He's like I what I'm just gonna read. Like that's mm-hmm. so sweet. And Nick Cassavetes. Uh, his father, John, who was a famous director and actor, he did Rosemary's Baby, and he did a lot of avant-garde, or not even avant-garde, just weird independent movies. And Gina Rollins was, he, basically, Nick casted his mom as the old woman, and there's something, yeah, there's something for an old generation that they're, and then they can get, like, oh, wow, that Ryan Gosling is, sure is cute. Like, you know, <laughs> I think it, it, there is something that does, that everyone can enjoy. So I think you actually just made me realize that this was, in my opinion, like two different movies. It was the Ryan Gosling, Rachel McAdams movie, yeah. and then it was the older people movie. Mm-hmm. And I guess the reason I didn't like the the older aspect is because I, t- I tied it in with Ryan Gosling and Rachel McAdams' storyline, which I hated. Oh, I see. But now that I actually, like, if I think about just a... Uh, just taking the the older uh, what's that? What's in? I don't want to keep on saying old people because that just I know, right? we're, oh, we're, we're totally discounting senior? a bunch of senior <laughs> like senior elderly boomer, uh, uh, baby boomer generation. Yeah, that's better. Right? Like uh, uh, speaking of that, I guess I should plug that they are about to have a senior uh, bachelor uh, oh, spinoff. Yeah. So if there's anything I'm going to plug on this show, that will be it. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wish I did not know that. <laughs> That's a random tangent. But yeah, wait, what's I, it called? Uh, I don't remember, I don't but I know they that they have an, a name announced. Ye old were... bachelor. <laughs> Ye old bachelor. Yeah. My heart, it hurts. <laughs> oh god. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I've fallen for her and I can't get up. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That's great. But but the the boomer uh, the boomer sections of the movie I actually did like. I I would have cried, but I like tried to hold it back because I'm like, no, I didn't like the Gosling and Rachel McAdams part, mm. so I'm not gonna cry at these actual sad aspects. Okay. So if they were two separate movies, I guess I would like the senior boomer movie, but I really just disliked the the Rachel McAdams and sure. the Ryan Gosling part. Okay, yeah, yeah. that that's uh, that's fair, um, and I mean for me it's, it was kind of hard to connect those two because I feel like. You know the, the the characters as older people were so like you didn't really see a tie-in from any like characteristics when they were younger, and they were also emotionally rational and like emotionally mature, which I mean I guess comes from like age. But yeah. like Ryan Gosling's character when he was younger was like 
just erratic. Like, that guy offered him a bunch of money, and he, like, pulled his shotgun on him. <laughs> yeah. And then, like, in older age, that guy was, like, he was so... Uh, what's what's uh, the actor's name? Uh, the older guy? Yeah. James Garner. James Garner, he was, like, so, like, uh, emotionally supportive and kind and reasonable with everybody. Yeah. 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 Like, I like this guy. Well, there, he's, like, a... Ryan Gosling's, like, I think a 20-year-old son of a bitch. Like, I, like, I, don't, like I don't really expect, like, that... Granted, it's a different time, but I don't expect that. The, he climbs to the top of a. He should have died. Like there, there are times he's like hanging oh, on the, like, t- the top of the Ferris the wheel. The Ferris wheel, and I'm like, you could easily. The movie could end in a horrible way of him clanking down. Okay. And they also lie down in the road. I was asking Colleen. Oh, yeah. I was asking Colleen. I'm like, um, so like, do they die here? And she's like, it's a 15 minute movie. Yeah, 15 minute movie. They, they die here. They die here, and it's, like, it's over. It's a divided short film. Uh, I have to say too, I think that's a very like weird way to start off a romantic relationship is the guy climbs up a ferris wheel and threatens to kill himself if she does not agree to go on a date with him and everyone's like do it like no i'm so sorry for the uh, like yeah, james is 2.0 it's like wait you're not i wouldn't like, what is going on here I'm, I'm on a date dude yeah i guess uh in some of these stories no does not mean no <laughs> Which is yeah, really problematic. That part did not age well. <laughs> like to all the guys out there, do not threaten to kill yourself to try to win over a lady. Especially, have they even talked before? I don't think so. I that think was like the briefly, creepiest. Like part. they stole a glance because she was like, "You're gruff and like you're get away from me." He's like, and then E from Entourage. I want to follow up on that. <laughs> so I forgot he was in this movie. So the thing that leads up to that is he he goes up to her after like not meeting her at, at all. He's like, "Can I go on a date with you?" And she's like, "Reasonably, no. I have no idea who you are. Yeah, and yeah. I'm on a date right now. Yeah. Absolutely not." And then and then it leads to him climbing the Ferris wheel and mm-hmm. saying, "I'm going to kill myself if you don't go on a date." Mm-hmm. And I just thought like. You know, there are a lot of there are a lot of men and women who probably look at this like the gold standard of gold standard of romance, and it's like yeah. this is the worst lesson possible. Yeah. Consent isn't important. <laughs> I'll kill myself if you don't go on a date with me. Yeah, like yeah, both yeah. men and women think that this is romantic. This leads to like so many horrible like yeah, implications of behavior. It's like this weird old fashioned thing where it's like, oh, he's so head over heels. <laughs> That he like will he continue. Me he will continue. After I said no so many times. It's like yeah. no. He's persistent, a... you know. And it's like uh, I mean, I guess that's one way of putting it. <laughs> well, it, it it definitely is a uh, whether it wants to be or not a throwback to those old school romantic, courting courting ro- mm. uh, romantic movies. Like, yeah. Because uh, the story about how I saw it and and, and this is a relation. Okay. Uh, like right before I. Like the summer between eighth grade and freshman year, my mom's like signed me up for like, hey, get a, you can get a leg up. Let's sign you up for like a summer course at your at the high school. And what no one knew at the time, and she didn't know at the time, was that this was summer school for criminals and thugs and dumb. Like really, there's a kid next to me like scraping into the <laughs> desk, and I just remember the teacher coming like, you're pretty, you're, you don't need to be here. <laughs> I came you home shouldn't. and I came home angry every day. It was like a two week thing, and my mom decided, uh, it's like, let's go see a movie. And it turned out the movie at the time was uh, Notebook. Yeah. And she and my mom is a baby boomer, and she was just like, this is what like those old romance movies mm. were about, like back in the day. Like I, I want you to see what like touch like a true love in film form like people and i was the only young kid at the boy at the theater <laughs> we saw like an afternoon showing it was filled with uh old, older women all crying like i i totally get that this is like a throwback to maybe like even like the james like you know even uh gone with the wind like that old school yeah. romance where this is not the real world mm-hmm. this is not even this it's a fantasy a high, this is the west world version of romantic comedy <laughs> uh, where he like or not even romantic comedy but this is su- such a heightened like wouldn't it be wonderful if a guy did this to you and but only if you looked like ryan god you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that when it's romantic yeah it, 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 uh, nick cassavetes wanted someone unknown and not handsome to portray noah <laughs> oh. therefore he casted ryan gosling in the role and i'm it, it, what? that's on that's on the imdb and the wikipedia <laughs> and i'm like therefore ryan gosling it's like it's 
Uh, Grant, I'm trying to think of like that does not add up at all. <laughs> he casted Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that. <laughs> I could do it. I would, I would love that. That would have been. That would have made this movie so much better. I, ju- I just think the end, uh, the movie itself is asking like, do you go along with it or do you be blissfully go along with it or do you just be cynical and go mm-hmm. that can't happen? I think you can have your cake and eat it too and go like. I get it, mm. which is what I'm like, eh, I, can, I didn't cry, but I could totally see people going there, for this. I feel like there's some movies where it like helps to not know what is going to happen going into it, and some movies it helps to know what's going to happen going mm. into it, so I guess that's a, that's a good point, but like, I was, I guess I had a jaded point of view going into this, like, I knew that a lot of people considered this like the gold standard of romance. Mm-hmm. So I may have gone into it being like, I'm going to like rip this apart and kind of uh, not give it a chance. So mm-hmm. maybe I'm not the best, like unbiased reviewer. Well, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of critics went into it that way. Like, okay, here we go. Another like romance. <laughs> they probably seen like a ton of these yeah. you know, and they didn't really want to give it a chance. They've um, seen the tropes. They've seen like how many movies of this before you've already had two movies like a walk to remember and the nights well, talk about the bottle before that talk about cliches i mean i feel like after that teenage sequence ends you know she goes back she goes away the movie all of a sudden like like steps on the gas and now it's like six months later a yeah. year later i'm like whoa 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 but it's like now he's in war and he's like fighting in world war ii and like his buddy gets blown up i'm like what is happening now that was <laughs> <laughs> that was one thing I really wanted to touch on was like up until I, I, I'm going to keep calling him E because I watched Entourage but yeah. Kevin Connolly is yeah and, Kevin Connolly up until Kevin Connolly gets killed another spoiler there uh, <laughs> how dare you in Entourage <laughs> in Entourage in Entourage <laughs> total one when Kevin Connolly gets killed in war like A up until that point he was like a relatively like main character like in the movie mm-hmm. and like they like they gloss over that like to the extreme. I yeah. mean, he died. Like he dies. It's like a throwaway death, really. Yeah, yeah. Like I actually like I like wanted to rewind. Like wait, just double checking that that was that was Kevin Connolly, right? Because I mean, they spend a second on him, and even Ryan Gosling spends a second on him. Mm. Like looks at him just like, yeah. oh, well. mm, that's a shame. <laughs> that's <laughs> death face though. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't comfort him at all. It's which like, is like what I always see in war movies. They always like try and say like you know. Tell me about that vacation house we're gonna get when we get out of this yeah, war. Yeah, Tell yeah. me something calming in like your last moments. And Ryan Gosling's just like, huh? You died. What do you know? You had a good run. Yeah, that was weird. Maybe he was just so in love with Rachel McAdams, <laughs> he had no room to care about anyone else. <laughs> that, the heart can only be so full. Yeah, that was. Weird. And then uh, I guess another twist in this movie is that the house that he rebuilds, that turns out to be the nursing home at the end, right? Oh, is that right? I I did not get that. I Uh, saw something about that. I I mean, I didn't pick up on it, but um, mm -hmm. I did see something online that said that that was the house, was the nursing home. Really? Yeah, Yeah. that's what I thought was... I did not know that. That's what I thought because when he fixes up the house and starts painting it white, I'm like... That looks familiar. And then <laughs> and then they cut back to like the older people and like, you know, the the storytelling and I'm like, Oh, that's that's the house. Yeah. yeah. I didn't I, notice that. I, I don't think that was necessary. I, she just could have just been in any nursing home really uh, that would have been such a like like a romantic like twist at the end to be like also i mean we say that for the end yeah, yeah i mean that's that if that if that is true that's super that's interesting but that also means that he would have had to convert that house into a you nursing home to leave. yeah <laughs> right he's like well we might as well make this a nursing home yeah because like, like that had like you know all the nursing home facilities like a nurse's yeah, like station a and, hallway like like, yeah, like, like like medical like wings and stuff like that like you can always walk past that spot where they almost had sex but she, <laughs> but she kept talking and ruining the moment that's so funny like the rest of his life it's well, like that's the scene that the audience just love there's that really love when they're taking their shirts off and like and it's like ah oh, like i, I see i don't want to be the def- i totally get every criticism <laughs> that you're saying i'm tearing it apart no 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 it, like i totally get it a movie like uh like like this movie is not 
like I don't. This movie's not citizen, but it's like it's, it's not like high caliber. But yeah. it's just like you keep saying it's not supposed to be taken like realistically, and I'm totally taking it realistically. <laughs> <laughs> and, and no, it's like, it, believe this. Like, this is not an 85 percent audience <laughs> score. Uh, but I don't know. I just think that. I think it's the a whole cast. It's better than what you expect. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. Um, I mean, I I can totally see why people this is in their favorite movies. Like, mm-hmm. and it's it's a guilty pleasure too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it's. I mean, it has some like fun moments too. Um, you know, it, when this seems like a perfect guilty pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think guilty pleasure is a good way to put it. Although I think some people see it as genuinely good because mm-hmm. uh, it hits all those beats. And, I mean, it's a good-looking movie, too. I think that, like, the movie um, has some, like, beautiful shots. Aesthetically, yeah. You know, uh, I mean, even, like, the opening credits where it's, like, that whole red-tinted, you know, got the the, river. The geese in, like, slow motion. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. there's some, like, really nice shots in the movie, too. Um, It's like a Hallmark card. Here we go, on the count three, okay? Really? Okay, ready? One, two, two, three. Get in the water! Get in! I'm sorry. Get in the water, baby. Baby, would you get in the water? Get in the water! Oh, come Two. on, Joe! Three! <laughs> to even, like, okay, actors, not maybe not all actors get along, but it, to even stage an intervention going, like, let's really make this work and the wor- amount of... I mean, you don't have to make furniture to make it, but both Ryan <laughs> and Rachel put... That's extreme. put in, like, you know, I'm casting my mom into this movie. Mm-hmm. There's so much, like, com- like, this and Atonement are the only, like, modern-day romantic movies that I can think of that really kind of, that people know, and it's gotten at least acclaim in some way or iconic. The other ones just kind of fall into, like... You forget about the other ones. Uh, yeah, it's easy to forget that there's ten other movies that <laughs> made it, like... E- that people just like forget. Yeah. Does anyone go back yeah, go to? Ahead. Does anyone go back to? Um, Dear John. That's so. That was what I was thinking of. I was thinking of other uh, Nicholas Sparks movies, and I'm like, isn't there a Chin Tim and Cypress? Yes. There uh, is. All I remember is that they're like on a pier at one point, and then like. Amanda Seyfried must have like a like a rich boyfriend, and then like Channing Tatum fights him on like the beach, and I'm just like that. That seems like a Nicholas Sparks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, you were right. Um, you just know, the old father figure, and I'm thinking between this and the Notebook and uh, A Walk to Remember, just like I'm rooting for either my son or daughter. Like you guys need to get together. <laughs> do, do all these movies have just as many montages? Because. Uh, I feel like that's the like the way that they build the relationship. Like in the beginning, you know, it's, it's like an easy way to do it. It's like that's why you don't really get to see what attracts them to each other so much because you just kind of gloss over with the montage. Yeah. And that was one thing I was watching, and I'm like, I don't really see many redeeming qualities about either of these people, <laughs> except that they're good looking. James <laughs> Marsden, he like he listed his redeeming qualities. I'm smart. Mm. I'm funny. Mm. I've got a good paying job. I thought James Marsden was give a crap about the art. Why am I turning into this person? <laughs> you don't get it, man. Wait, wait a minute. No, 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 no. James Marsden was supportive when, when Rachel Adams is like, you know, I don't paint anymore. I used to love to paint. He's like, yeah, then paint. That's fine. In that reaction, I was like, All right, yeah, sure, go paint. I'm like, I'm, I'll be supportive. And granted, I don't like... Why am I turning into this? She should have chosen. Why am I turning into this? Like, I'm, I'm taking such a strong uh, opinion on one this is side the same that thing, it's like you have to. This is the same thing with like Titanic. Like we totally forget that this Kate Winslet's character uh, Rose met another guy, mm-hmm. fell in love, had a had a family and grandkids, and then when she dies, she remembers that one weekend on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> That one like, guy. Get like, over like, it. Like every, all the extras from the Titanic. Like I remember you and you, and then there's Leo, and then like you remember that. It's like it, you. Once again, this is a West. This is Westworld romantic movie. Like you don't come back from dementia or Alzheimer's from notebooks. Like, uh, no, 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 no. I mean, I guess the idea is like she'll come back for a few minutes yeah. every day. Yeah. yeah, it's it's a very romantic form of Fifty First Dates. We were using. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that yeah, I did. That did come to mind too. I mean, they even had the doctor come in. A very like um, 
I don't want to like not the best bedside manners. This doctor because he's like she's not coming back. Like people don't come back from this. I'm like yeah, that's the truth. Mm-hmm. But he could be a little nicer about it. <laughs> I said at one point I'm like, but have you ever considered the power? Of love. Didn't they say something like that? Like, in the modern day version of this movie, he's like, here, listen to this podcast. And like, and like oh, I remember. Yeah, listen to this audiobook. <laughs> you gotta read the whole story. Every like, day. There actually was a deleted, I didn't know about this, and uh, there was a whole scene telling the backstory about the notebook, but they cut that out. Okay. I imagine it wasn't romantic or anything. I, but I was, it was like the Half-Blood Prince. <laughs> That's what kind of confused me, though, because I thought that throughout the movie you would see either, I guess it's Rachel Adams' notebook, right, that she writes in. You would see her writing, like, you know, I guess like in her diary or her notebook, like, you know, oh, today we went to, like, the beach. And, you know, we had, like, t- like, like keeping a log of all their stories mm-hmm. that he would eventually go on to do. We don't see that. So... Yeah, the whole movie. I forget that there is that there is a notebook. Yeah. So I, the, the title is. <laughs> the title used to be called. I forget that there was a there is a notebook. In there. So is he just reading her diary? Like, that's a little messed up. (laughs) You diary, nothing happened today. (laughs) This also reminds me that being a piece of shit all day. Oh, we're gonna skip over. (laughs) (laughs) There's some chapters she omitted. Some like, (laughs) no, I had a great body. I don't remember writing that. You don't remember anything. I call these movies. Don't think about it too much. (laughs) It's fun to nitpick. Oh, they're so fun to nitpick. Yeah, but don't like, don't think about it too much. Like, I was about to, I was. Like check your brain at the door movies. Yes, mm. but uh, I was about to say this is kind of like a, a, a great example of like cry porn. It's like if you're, <laughs> if you're in the mood to cry, like even if I was in the mood to cry, if like like I could totally get a good cry at the end of this, and I'm still being like super jaded right, about yeah. it. Well, you know what's so funny? So I watched this with Eric uh, the other day, and you know he was crying because he cries every time he sees this movie, and I did not cry, even though I was like I felt bad, I felt <laughs> sad, I just didn't cry, and he was like, "What's wrong with you? How can you not cry? Is there is there any movie that makes you cry?" And there is. There is a movie that makes me cry every time. One particular scene. It is from my childhood. Beauty and the Beast. The 1991 makes me cry every time. Really? When the Beast, right before he turns back and he dies, makes me cry every time. I did not remember that he died. Well, I mean, he comes back right away. But just so everyone knows, I do have a soul, okay? (laughs) I didn't cry during this movie, but I, I, yeah. Then no. you have no I don't soul. have a soul, though. I tried constantly, and at the end, when you're, like, just weeping uncontrollably, mm. this one is, like, kind of poking fun at me. Uh, <laughs> and I keep being like, it's just so sad. I had the impulse to cry, and I held it back because I was angry at the... the, the the young people part of the story, mm. and I was I was actually about to like like nudge Colleen, and I looked over and I saw crying. I'm like, oh, oh no, no, gotta gotta come. Right. I, got the, I got the hugs, babe. I got the hugs right here. Gotta go into boyfriend mode. The, the part of the show where we ask you, when's the last time you cried? <laughs> um, that's pretty funny. I mean, listen, crying is involuntary. You can't. I mean, some people can cry on command, mm. but I cannot, so I can't force myself to cry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, but I did feel bad. All right, and that's as far as I go. <laughs> When you when you brought up well, writing in the notebook, like we never got to see her write in the notebook, it reminded me of the fact that Ryan Gosling wrote a letter a day. And that is another thing uh, that we yes. incorporate into a drinking game of things that like teenage girls would like find super romantic, mm-hmm. writing a writing a love letter every day. Yeah. I wrote him I wrote her every day. Isn't that what happens in Dear John as well? Not to keep bringing that, that would, up, but that would make sense. I would it's guess by the title. Yeah, by the trailer. He's a dear. Dear John. Isn't Dear John like what you what you like write? Um she, he's a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, the letters, the letters, that was interesting. So it was fairly obvious, right, that the mom was hiding the letters. Mm-hmm. That was pretty obvious. Uh, but I feel like Rachel McAdams should have been a little more angry when she discovers that. Like, mm-hmm. her reaction is kind of annoyed. Like, she has, it's like she, they're sitting, oh, on, my the, mom. She's sitting on the portrait there, and she's just like, unbelievable. <laughs> she, like, essentially almost, I don't want to say ruined your life, but like your life would have been so much different if she hadn't done that. And that is a terrible thing it's to do. It's the same type of relationship that like Lucille Bluth has with uh, Lindsay. Just like, oh, mother, have you had the letters? Well, and, you know, they both have vodkas in their hand. 
That's my manipulative mom. Yeah, I, th- I, I, feel, I like Rachel Adams a lot in this movie. There's just a few like moments where I feel like um, I don't know. There's just some awkward moments for me in this movie. Like in a lot of these montages, she's just kind of like laughing. For like what I, I don't know why. That's like, a personality trait. That's like such like a montagey thing. Like we're having a great time. Ha 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 ha. And I'm like, what's so fucking funny? <laughs> you guys haven't said one funny thing. Whenever I'm hearing you talking, what's all this funny stuff? <laughs> like what? Like like and then even uh, when she's like trying on the gown and everything, and like everyone is like, oh, like you look so great. He can't keep his hands off of you. And like she again is like laughing, kind of over the top. I feel like that's kind of like an acting trick, yeah. you know, like to show how much you're enjoying your life. <laughs> like, these are so great. <laughs> it's just, and it like was done like a little too much that I was like, um, catching on to that yeah. trick. I was like, all right, already. <laughs> Enough of this. Arrogant son of a bitch. Would you just stay with me? Stay with you? What for? Look at us. We're already fighting. Well, that's what we do. We fight. You tell me when I'm being an arrogant son of a bitch, and I tell you when you're being a pain in the ass. Which you are, 99% of the time. I'm not afraid to hurt your feelings. They have like a two-second rebound rate, and you're back doing the next pain in the ass thing. So what? So it's not going to be easy. It's going to be really hard. And we're going to have to work at this every day, but I want to do that because I want you. I want all of you, forever, you and me, every day. (laughs) This would have been like the perfect movie to make like a spoof movie yeah i'm surprised right. we, like date, like i know we have well we, we, i know we have all that crap now date movie. especially during that time yeah but like in terms of like the movie that is so ripe for all this stuff yeah it, this would have could have been a oh, damn it we missed our chance by 20 years <laughs> well hold the phone so yeah you do have all those terrible like epic movie date movies like those movies are total garbage but uh there was a really funny uh movie with uh, Paul Rudd and Amy Puller called They Came Together, which oh, yes. does harken back to the really good uh, spoofs of, like, Naked Gun and Airplane. Uh, Not another team movie. Not another team movie. movie, movie, movie oh, yeah, see, like, that was before they that started. Was, yeah, I believe. It has yeah. the cheesy title, but it is a good spoof. Yeah, see, like, that's before they started just taking every pop culture reference imaginable and putting it in a blender. And the foundation yeah. for that was, like, She's All That, plus others. Mm-hmm. This would have been, like, I wanted something like that, but with Notebook and maybe, uh, yeah. like, others. But the key, to a, good, our chance the key to a good spoof movie is you got to focus on that particular genre. And maybe, like really focus on one particular movie and maybe just have hints of other movies in the same genre. Exactly. Right? Because, like, date movie, they, like, reference, like, Kill Bill at one point. Well, that, that, (laughs) those are abominations. Yeah. They have, like, Spartan movie and somehow it, like, also referenced, like, American Idol. They had, like, Sanjay. I'm like, no. Yeah, they they totally, like, missed the point with uh, those movies. So, yeah, I agree. This would have been the perfect movie for it. Yeah, I I Like, the laughing alone, we could, you could have gotten a great scene (laughs) and just them laughing for, like, two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm oh. just thinking of Austin Powers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like everyone yeah. around them is like, like <laughs> everyone slowly stops laughing. Like, I, uh, maybe right. the boat's not gone yet. We can write it. <laughs> we can write it. Right no, nah, I think it's a little too late for a notebook parody. <laughs> even though we are talking about it now. I was. You brought up the the art. Uh, like I, I want paint. Yeah. And I forgot. I really loved after after they finally had sex. Yeah. She walks out on her balcony. You know, in naked, a, yeah, yeah in, a, in a blanket, naked, and just starts painting, and I'm just like, huh, cool, <laughs> interesting, <laughs> all right, um, yeah, in that this world, this can happen, <laughs> right? I was like, and then the mother's like car drives up. They cut to the mother's car driving up. I'm like, is she meant to like answer like her mother like. With just her boobs hanging out? Yeah, then she answers the door, like, still just wrapped up naked in a blanket. I mean, I guess she was so inspired from their lovemaking that she just, uh, she couldn't put on clothes. She had to immediately start painting. She lived the rest of her life naked. Yeah. Epic bang. Yeah. But put on clothes after that. Right? I no longer dress. I like how you're saying, like, like, I'm saying, like, making love, and you're saying, like, banging. (laughs) Well, when you say make love, it it gives more power to the actual movie. And as, it's, as I'm making it clear, I didn't like this movie. So I got. Whoopi. 
You're saying how like they I say it. I throw in dumb words to really prove my point. Just to bring it back to like Dane DeVito. That's how they say it. Always sunny. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I try to bang her. <laughs> it's like, and then this movie, it's like make love to me. Mm, yeah. Danny DeVito could be in the Notebook parody. Oh, yes. So we we oh. inadvertently started writing this Let's parody. Let's start oh. fundraising. God. Anyone who's interested. <laughs> in time machine. This is my only thing I would go back and do. Nothing else. You don't want to invest in uh in Amazon? No, no. No, no I, I, we, no. <laughs> I've got my goals. That could be a good episode of Always Sunny. Like, you know, they've made Lethal Weapon five and six. True. They should make like a Notebook two. <laughs> and, they, and then Dave DeVito, Dave DeVito only agrees to be in the movie if he, or only agrees to, to finance the movie if he is the star. What's, what's he's got his girlfriend's muscle. name? Who's like Dee's friend? Oh, um, the waitress or oh, Artemis? No. Ar- Ar- Artemis, yeah. yes, she Artemis. Be, uh, <laughs> yes. She's rich. Rich in the gas. Oh man, that I would be so great. great. I, I didn't think I would have something to promote on this, uh, and I didn't. I was debating about whether or not to because this is a couple. This is like earlier in the decade. My friend and I. When we were making our short films, in between that, we were like, "What we like? We want? We should keep doing something." So we created a four-episode uh, thing on YouTube called Half-Ass Reenactments. Okay. <laughs> and our first, ep- like, where we we really like, you know, in three to four minutes, we would just recap these movies in my apartment with like D level, not even D, F level effects. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And our first episode was, like, The Notebook. <laughs> and I played the dad. You know, we just kind of, it really is around my apartment. It was snowing at the time. It really, it really is, like, a weekend less than that venture. But I'm, it's on YouTube. I was going to ask, is We did half-assed reenactments. We did The Notebook, the first Harry Potter, Jurassic Park, and Gravity. <laughs> I would love to watch that. And I, that feels like... That feels like one of those movies you make back in the day that was just like so much fun. Like, like I get in the water, I'm doing, I'm in the shower, and get in the water. <laughs> like we're way. rowing in like the, we have like a, a rubber ducks like <laughs> rowing in the back. Oh, that was another scene. My roommates walking around in the background like cooking. So that's the iconic scene though when they're like on the boat and it starts raining. But that's another one where Richard McAdam starts laughing. <laughs> like what's so funny? I, I'm so in love. Yeah, yeah. That's the most iconic. One of the most iconic scenes I like it. That whole on the boat. Yeah. Like, uh, well, you beautiful know, scenery. I totally. I get that. Like, you I know, get the it. ducks are a metaphor. It doesn't for make her, sense. I guess. Like, yeah. They, they, Her life is structured, and she had no choice to go wherever she wanted. Yeah. Ryan Gosling. He's Helped a quack. A free spin <laughs> <laughs> He's a quack. He is a quack. He's like chasing people with shotguns. Uh, but. Uh, that like when it starts raining and then when they're like you know making out and they have that like you know confessional and everything that is the iconic scene in the movie right yeah that's like on the cover and everything yeah but I feel like as much as movies like to romanticize like kissing in the rain I feel like that has to be like really uncomfortable like I I imagine like you know you would probably get like you know a a cold or something snot running down like, uh, Do you just sneeze into my mouth? Yeah, that's not like I think that's something that really plays out in real life. Again, the fantasy aspect. I'm always of it. amazed at like actors in rain scenes. Their hair looks so good, and every time like I walk in from the rain, I'm like, who would want like who <laughs> wants to make out with a wet pillow? Yeah, exactly. I look like a wet mop right now. <laughs> well, the most infamous um, of like those making out the rain scenes is like in Spider-Man, right? When like the upside down upside kiss, down. which like it's raining. The and, water's going up your nose. Yeah, yeah, like. They had trouble breathing. Like that, like again, it looks like steamy and romantic and sexy, but in like actuality it was like a nightmare for the yeah. actors. Yeah. That having having standing up sex, you know, your back's like totally sore. <laughs> I can't do this. Do not try this at home. Are you people. trying to tell me that the films lied to me? I, no. <laughs> I mean I can't not. have sour shower sex on challenge not it, it won't challenge my back whatsoever. <laughs> Just break everything in your house. Slipping and sliding. <laughs> Say I'm a bird. No. Don't do it. Say I'm a bird. Stop it. Stop it now. You're a bird. Now say you're a bird too. You're a bird, I'm a bird. 
one specific thing I really wanted to, that we loved was the fact that um, so he uh, Ryan Gosling is with that widow. That I, like we felt so bad. Oh for yeah, I forgot uh, about her. I feel, I feel bad. She's yes. the James Marsden. Exactly, yeah. and it's like he clearly like won't give her like any of like his emotions, even right. though she's clearly like desperate for like some um, like emotional like love, compassion. Exactly. Yeah, that, that's the right word. And then <laughs> and then like and then he hooks up with like uh, Rachel McAdams, and she comes by, and she's like. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Can I meet her? And I'm just like, what? And then, and then, and then you're like, throuple. <laughs> everyone, everyone knows what's going on in that situation, right? Like, originally Adams knows this is a woman that he had just, until recently, was sleeping with. Mm-hmm. And then she, um, the Martha character, is like, oh, this is, like, the woman he's in love with, and our thing is over now. Like, they're all, like, fine with it. Yeah. But I want to meet her. There's, aren't, there, there's not that very, if you, once again, if you go into the weeds, there's, don't, <laughs> don't, these are, these people are not role models, they've hurt no, others, no. but they've got, like, they died together, so it's okay. Oh, if right. you think about it, you'll be angry. But you know what? Props to that actress who played the Martha character, because she is only in, like, what, two scenes? Yeah. And I was like, I have very bad for her. Like, it's like, it's, I think mm-hmm. it's a credit to the actress to be able to have just two scenes and evoke that, like, compassion for the character. Because I feel like I totally got her story in that short amount of time. That, that, I did feel legitimately bad for her. I'm like, geez, like, I, she deserves some compassion. Like, mm-hmm. Ryan Gosling's not the guy for you right now. Get someone better. I, I, maybe that should be the sequel is her story. Martha. <laughs> and, and they got put James Marston. Yes! Oh. That, and then that would really mm. solve everything. Like, <laughs> these people aren't, that's trashy. <laughs> <laughs> they go to a support group of yeah. other romantic people that have been like left at the oh, altar. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, you know, I, I thought I was the perfect guy, but I didn't write enough letters. <laughs> the, only, the only problem is that support group would be filled up with other versions of James Marsden ah. from all his other movies. They've all... Yeah. <laughs> James Marsden from Marston. all the other universes. Choose one. It's not too late to write that movie. That's a good one. It's not a James Marsden support group. I like, like that. Down. Like Wreck-It Ralph, be, like he's in a support group and it's like I hate to use this word but like what What's he like? He's getting cuckolded or like? Yes. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I, like, I hate that word. I, that word. No, I hate that word. Like that used to be a term, and now it's like it, it, what, what's become. I hate, but yeah. that's the act. I think that's like the textbook definition <laughs> of that's literally of his, of his 2000s character <laughs> career. The um the cheaty, if you will. Especially in like Superman Returns, where Superman is like actively like spying on him and Lois, oh, and, and like oh, the, my God. he does. He thinks the kid is his, and it turns out to be Superman's and. James Martin's like, I guess I'm okay with it. Uh, it's like, ah, oh, even in X Men, it's like uh, this poor guy. Um, oh, that was uh, I wanted to. If we are promoting one thing, I uh, one of my friends uh, did come up with a movie that is similar to your movies called uh, Our Friend Died. Uh, it's Will Temper, and it's a movie that makes fun of The Big Chill and like any other movie where like oh my people reunite after like the death of like a college friend. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's out. Like it's out. Yeah, I need to see this. It's really yeah. funny too. It's a very Michael Swain esque uh, humor. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely our friend died. Our friend died. Okay, we will. Oh, you said that as if like. Oh, our friend died, so maybe we should watch. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, you were just saying the title of it. Okay. Um, okay, well, is there any other aspect of this movie that we want to cover? I mean... I think we went to the bare bones of it. Like, okay, it's, a like, very, it's a very rewatchable movie, too. I mean, like, we're going to have to cut out the half hour where we just talk about the dad's mustache. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's true. That was a very... I'm jealous of that mustache. Like, yeah, that, one, that guy seemed too goofy to be in this movie. He's like, you know, they're all bunch of little homes. I did not seem like... He was Rachel Lee Adams' father, first of all. And then second yeah. of all, like, yes, goofiness. I mean, again, he was a villain in Home Alone 3. He's also married to Sidney Lauper. I, like, I, because I, and it's not, this isn't in the fun fact. I just, like, <laughs> who is this guy? Where have I seen him? And yeah. he's been married to Sidney Lauper for, since, like, the early, like, they've okay. been married for a while, like, and I'm like, huh. And now for that's, the what, last... that's what I said. Huh. Fun fa- it, it, it was a sample fact of the day. <laughs> well, there you have it. And then for the last ten years, he's been giving the ADAs on Law and Order a hard time. Yeah. Getting, uh, getting their perps off. Um, okay. Well, I think now we can maybe move on to our own personal scores for this movie and uh, figure out where we stand collectively. So just a reminder: critics, the critical score on Rotten Tomatoes, fifty-three percent, which is a rotten. 85% approval rating from audiences, that's a fresh. 60%, that's like the threshold. You need that or more to have a fresh score. So 
Um, just, you know, based on how you feel about this movie now, what, like, percentage score would you give it? Uh, start with Colleen. I, you know, as long as you can take your mind off the non-realistic aspects of it, mm-hmm. um, I give it, I think, a 65. Oh, okay. I, I, I watched it twice. Yeah. <laughs> it's not it's not horrible. It's just not believable. So yeah. <laughs> I think I think maybe now I think people are more cynical than ever before and maybe like this is from a time like th- the end of that era where we were like all in on these cheesy yeah. Like, yeah. 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 I yeah. mean it, it does I mean it manipulates you into feeling emotions, but it's not <laughs> um, you know, me just rolling my eyes the entire time. Mm. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it like does its job. Yeah. <laughs> All right, fair enough. So 65. Uh, Kyle, what do you think? So, um, let's see. I guess for... I want to just say a nice number. I'm going to give it a 33%. Whoa. That's low, I know. That is really low. Um, so if I were to actually go into this movie and like think of it at go into it trying to view it as a good movie, that's the score I would give. But uh. there's also now like that genre where you could like watch a bad movie and really enjoy its badness. Mm. And sorry for everyone who did like the movie. How dare <laughs> you! <laughs> but I could see myself really enjoying the crap out of this movie oh. if I went into it with the purpose of making fun of it. Oh, okay. Well, that's definitely not intended. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> okay. Well, wow. I'm, I'm surprised by that score, but you know what? Okay. Mm. Like, that's that's interesting. I uh, went to it very critically. Yeah, okay. Fair enough. And so did a lot of the critics, obviously, but <laughs> Yeah, you seem to definitely be on their side. Uh, Keith? Uh, I'm kind of leaning more to where Colleen is. And and, and, and I, you made some very good points. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I think it says a lot that a lot of people have come out and said, this is my favorite movie. And I think in terms of, like, movie montages for the, like, this, mm-hmm. there are some scenes that it does belong in. I wouldn't be surprised if this gets chosen for the, the uh, Criterion Collection or something along the lines of, it is the gold standard of this romantic movie of what it does. Maybe like considered for like AFI's top like you know romance it stories. It all ages, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean back in the day, Humphrey Bogart was our sexy uh, like our leading man, <laughs> sexy, and it it does have aspects. If you go back to his movies, they're like like they're even more like how could you fall in love? Mm-hmm. But you know we we do they have. I'm gonna give it a seventy. Do it. I'm gonna give it a seventy. Uh, enough that it, uh, enough that I a seventy for me is like it does fit into other people's like personal favorites, top ten of all time. Yeah. Iconic, great acting, good directing. Uh, but there there's a lot of stuff. It's a fun <laughs> movie to make fun of. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I feel like uh, in this genre itself, uh, I'm not like a huge fan of. Um, but uh, it's probably like at the top of that genre, and I feel like. It uh, there is like a craft to it too. I feel like um, you know people did go all in, and I think the performance is definitely um, elevated for me. I kind of am leaning also towards where Keith and Colleen are. I'm sorry, <laughs> Kyle. <laughs> I mean, like, I, I I don't know if I'll go back to it too often, but. Um, there's just something about it. It, it did kind of. I was a little sold more often than I thought it would be. I was surprised. I kind of thought I would go into it like you did, like critical and kind of ready to like roll my eyes. But uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm, I'm a little more sappy than I realized. <laughs> he has a soul. <laughs> I have a soul, but How I. How dare you accuse me of having a soul? <laughs> I have a soul, but I do not cry. Uh, so I'll give this. I think I'll also give it a seventy. If uh, if I could jump in, I want to say. I'll give. I, I want to change my ranking to the I, Ryan McAd, the young people, the young version. I'll give it a thirty-three uh, percent. The older person, the uh, the senior baby boober uh, section of the movie, I'll raise that up to an eighty-five. Oh, so what if I you have no idea how to do this? Okay, I had no idea how to do this. I didn't know what you were calculating. If you had though to come in, so if you had to like average your scores together, your score which has to be averaged with the rest of ours, uh, your final score. So Thirty-three plus eighty. Okay, it, 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 you gave it an eighty-five. Yeah. Uh, so those two together is fifty-nine. So your for, your score maybe a fifty-nine. Uh. Yes, I'm not happy with that average. <laughs> really, like the old people. Yeah, but <laughs> but, but uh, with all with our powers combined, 
it does come out to 66, which okay. I, I, I think is very... That's a passing grade. Yeah. I, I do think this is a passing grade movie, and I yeah. think 66 is... It's a competent movie, which maybe is like, it sounds like a backhanded compliment, <laughs> but like, you know, you get a sense that the people making this movie know what they're doing. And um, it's watchable and and maybe not rewatchable, but maybe every ten years you kind of any flaws with the movie really I just have in the screenplay. I feel like everything else is done very well, and of course you have to have a good screenplay. That's the foundation of your movie. And I usually have a problem with greenlighting bad screenplays, <laughs> uh, but you know uh, or the formula in general. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, it is very formulaic, but uh, you know I guess uh, credit to everything else, every other aspect of this movie. Uh, so. And with that score, that means we are officially siding with the audience. <laughs> so uh, maybe that's not where we expected to land, but hey, you know, it's it's kind of fun to, right to, you know, get... Yeah. I want my name off this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, too late! <laughs> you signed a waiver. <laughs> Here's a notebook. <laughs> I'll, we can, uh, uh, I don't know. I was going to make a dementia joke, but that would be tasteless. <laughs> Well, you uh, couldn't remember it. No. Oh, okay. Oh, my God. We should cut that off. Um, okay. Well, thank you guys for coming on and uh, discussing the notebook with us. Thank you for having yeah, us. Thank you. Yeah, 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 this was great. Um, and uh, we'll love to have you guys again another time, hopefully for uh, a less sappy movie. <laughs> or more. Or more I, I love, love to remember. I, I know, that is also Ooh. divided, too. Oh, wow, okay. Ooh. We can definitely do that, too. Uh, but until then, guys, thanks for listening, and join us again next time for another Divided Film. Thanks a lot.